You're listening to Minimalish, a podcast where we talk about simplifying our stuff, our lives, our motherhood, all in a realistic way so that we can make room for what matters. We're not here for perfectly tidy homes or seeing how much we can possibly declutter. We're here for living with less, realistically. It's going to look different for all of us, but we're not really focused on how our version of minimalism looks anyways. We're focused on how it feels. I'm your host, Desiree. I'm a mom to two and on my own journey of living with a little less clutter so I can have more space for an intentional life. I'm no expert, and I like to think of this as a corner of the internet where we're learning and growing together. So let's walk towards a more simple and intentional life. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish and Happy New Year. We are officially in 2024. Last week, I took a break from putting out a new episode and it was much needed. So today what I'm going to do is what I was going to do last week, which is I'm going to share kind of a review of 2023 and I'm also going to share some of my goals for the year. I don't feel well today at all and I don't know about you, but we are definitely recovering from the holidays and maybe you feel the same. I don't want to bombard you with a super long episode full of a million takeaways and action steps to get you towards your goals, even though that's where a lot of our heads are at right now at the beginning of the year. I do think there is room to just rest and pause, especially in this first week, especially if you're dealing with sickness or it was just a busy season of the holidays and your family was out of routine and now this is just like a week to recalibrate. So I hope this episode is just kind of a fun one to listen to and encourages you to think on some of your own goals if you haven't done that yet. And I do have two episodes that I did last month that can help you set some goals and reflect on the year if you haven't done that already. So this episode is basically me doing some of that and and bringing you along with me. So my yearly wrap up, I'm going to share just some things about the podcast this year, some exciting things to celebrate and just kind of let you in behind the curtain of the stats on the podcast, just as a way to say thank you because you have definitely helped the podcast grow as it has, as you've been listening or sharing or just subscribing and listening in each week. All of those things help Minimalish become what it is and help me continue to do this as my work. So I am really grateful for that, that if you're listening in each week, that it resonates with you and that you enjoy being here in the Minimalish corner of the internet as well. So the first thing I'm going to share, maybe it will give you some actionable things to do because I'm going to share the top five episodes of the year. These are the top five listened to episodes in 2023. And if you haven't listened to them yet, it might be a great time right now to go back and listen. So the top five episodes of 2023. The first one is episode 177, which was a solo episode. And it was called Why is Minimalism So Life-Changing? So this episode is one where I reflected on why do I feel like compelled to talk about minimalism so often? Why do I feel compelled to share it with others? Why did I feel compelled from the very start? And I really think it's a great motivator for getting your journey started or continuing your journey. So if you haven't listened to that one, you should head over and listen in. 
Now, before I keep going, I do have a link that has links to each of these episodes, so you don't have to just like search them. You can go to DesireeEndries.com slash minimalish slash top five, like the number five, and that will get you to the links for these five episodes. So that will also be in the show notes. Okay, number two, the second episode, second most listened to episode of the year was episode 167, and that was a guest episode. It's called Simplifying Sticking to Your Budget, and we talked about tracking our budgets. We talked about simplifying the whole process of sticking with a budget. We also talked about like grocery prices and how we can adjust for higher grocery prices, so that was with Carly of Debt-Free Mom. If you have not listened to it, I love that episode. I love Carly, and I really enjoyed having her on the show, so you should go listen in. The third top episode of the year was episode 186, which was another solo episode, and it was a declutter with me episode, decluttering your clothes. And I believe this one was in the summer, and we really talked about some mindset shifts around our wardrobes in the summertime when we might be dealing with some body image things as well. So if you feel like you keep around clothes that don't even fit you or you just have way too many of them, this is a perfect episode to accompany you through a little clothing declutter. And even though I did it in the summer, I think it applies to any time of year. The fourth episode, fourth top episode of the year was episode 168, which was changing your shopping habits. Now, this one went hand in hand with episode 167, which was the second most listened to episode. But this one was a solo episode. And I kind of followed up to some of the things we were talking about, specifically around changing our shopping habits. I give quick tips to really shifting our mindset around shopping and bringing stuff into our homes. And the fifth most downloaded episode of the year was episode 181. This episode was on simplifying home management routines and habits. And it was with Kelly of Simple Home Mom. And Kelly talked all about how we can create simple and realistic routines to help us manage our homes, even if we got a lot of kids, and how it's not about a perfectly tidy home, but rather just about routines that we can actually keep up with. I really think any of these episodes would be great ones for the start of the year, and they might align with some goals that you have personally. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to any of those episodes from the last year, then again, those links will be in the show notes, and I hope you enjoy listening in. One of the things that I wanted to highlight about this year, which they didn't make my top five episodes, but it was one of my favorite things that I did this year was to continue the Minimalism Stories series. And in 2023, I think I did minimalism stories throughout most of the year, not every single month, but pretty regularly. So if you have not listened to the minimalism stories series, you can just search minimalism stories. If you search minimalism stories plus minimalish, you'll find those episodes will pop up for you. I talked to some amazing people through those conversations, and I just love hearing other stories of how minimalism has changed their life for them and their families and the things that they've learned along the way. Okay, so that is it for my top episodes of the year and ones that I want to point you back to. Of course, I've loved so many conversations of this year, and if I could just list all of them out for you and point you back to them, then I would, but that would kind of be silly because you can just scroll through the feed and get the same thing. 
So what I want to do next for this kind of podcast recap of 2023 is I want to share just a few fun statistics for the year. I was extremely humbled by the number I saw when I logged into my stats that Minimalish has been listened to 950,000 times this year. Now, what we call the number in the podcast world is downloads. So 950,000 plus, we'll just call it plus, downloads for 2023, which is just crazy to me. And it's honestly a number that I don't think about a lot because when I am talking with you each week or I'm sharing my conversations with a guest, I am not thinking of thousands and thousands of people listening in. I'm thinking of you. And what I mean by that is this is just a conversation over coffee. That's what it feels like to me. And that's what I want it to feel like to you is that we are talking together. I'm sharing my learnings and sharing encouraging conversations with others. And so I really don't like to think about those numbers. Plus, they overwhelm me and they're a little bit scary. <laughs> and I am just a mom sitting in a corner of her basement that I made into an office that is sharing how minimalism and intentional living helps me. So really the numbers to me are just something I don't pay that much attention to, but I do try to allow myself to celebrate. So here's me celebrating and thanking you for any time that you've shared the show. Just thanking you for listening in to, if, even if this is your first episode, which I feel like this would be a strange first episode to listen to, but if it is, I'm really glad you're here. And I'm just so, so grateful for you. I say it on every episode, but I am. I really, truly am. A couple of other fun stats. Minimalish has been listened to in 154 countries in 2023. That's wild. Again, I could go on and on about how humbling that number is and how crazy that number feels to me. The top five countries listening in to Minimalish this year were the U.S., Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, and Germany. So hello to everyone in all of those countries. As you may know, I am here in the U.S., in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So I just cannot imagine that you are listening to me in a country that may or may not be across the world. <laughs> so just thank you for being here. I'm so glad that we get to connect through this technology. Thank you for listening in to those stats with me. I just thought it was fun to reflect on them. And again, I wanted to share them out of celebration and gratitude. The next segment that I want to share on this yearly wrap up is something that I learned about minimalism this year. And as I was brainstorming this episode, I only wanted to share one thing. I wanted to share my very tip top learning of what I learned about minimalism this year. I wanted to limit myself so that I could make sure that this was the biggest learning of my year. So I thought about it for a while. And the biggest thing that I learned is that while minimalism is a journey and a work in progress for me, minimalish living, intentional living, living with less, whatever you want to call it, it is always a journey for me. It's always a work in progress. What I'm learning and what I've learned in 2023, I keep saying this year, but technically it's 2024. What I learned in 2023 is to live in the in-between of not every corner in my house has to be extremely minimal and decluttered. Things are going to be messy sometimes, and that doesn't always mean something needs to be done about it. So what I mean by that is I just learned that 
I don't need to constantly be pursuing minimalism for it to be a benefit in my life. I don't need to always be continually pursuing less. And that's something that I've learned throughout the years, but I think this year in general, more than any other year, I relaxed and I we did move, so we did a lot of decluttering, but it wasn't for the purpose of just, oh, it feels cluttery, I need to let go of stuff. Now, with saying that, I am about to embark on a maintenance declutter because we've been in our home for almost a year and we've gotten to the point where I'm realizing the systems that I set up are no longer working. They were just the ones we put in place to get stuff to some kind of home as we moved in. But I'm now that I'm living in our home, I'm ready to declutter and rearrange things. So I am going into a season of a short maintenance declutter of probably my whole house, most of it, anything that needs it. But what I did learn last year, this idea that minimalism isn't about constantly pursuing less. It's about the space that you get to live. So this year was a lot about just like living in that space. And when you just live, especially when you've got kids, other people living with you, stuff finds its way in. And clutter does gather up in corners here and there. And it's okay to not constantly be on top of it. And that's what, I've, what, that's what I kind of let myself believe and honor basically this year is to just give myself a break and let myself live in this messy home on the days that it does get messy and in the cluttered corners, not constantly feeling like I'm doing something wrong if there is clutter in this cabinet over here. As a person who podcasts about minimalism and decluttering and simple living every single week, sometimes it's hard to not feel like I should constantly be pursuing this extremely minimal and tidy home. But one, that's just not possible for me and the way my brain works. I am not going to be the person who's got this perfect cleaning routine and is following it to a T or a maintenance decluttering routine that I am doing every single week. That's just not how I work. When I declutter, it's going to be all at once. And it's going to be when I get to a point where this doesn't feel comfortable anymore. That's just how my brain personally works. I used to see, you know, a little cluttery corner or the house getting messy. I used to see that as failing in minimalism, but that is exhausting. It is an exhausting mindset. And also, I don't care if I'm failing at minimalism anymore because minimalism is not who I am. It is just a tool that I use and there's really no failing at it if there's no rules that you're trying to follow, right? To try to fit into this set of rules or to try to constantly be pursuing less for the sake of less, it feels like the opposite of why I pursued minimalism in the first place. So now I'm just kind of living in these ebbs and flows of it's good, it's uncluttered. And then getting to a point of like, there's a little clutter here and there. There's a junk drawer that's kind of building up in my kitchen, but it's fine. Like I'm, we can live with this. It's going to be okay. To then getting to the place where I feel like, okay, this, this kitchen drawer is, I can't find things in it right now. So now is the time to declutter it. That's how I work personally. I'm not going to be the person with a home for every single item. And I'm not going to be the person that like I said, has some kind of routine where I maintenance declutter every single week or just have a perfect tidy system or routine. And I think that there is beauty and freedom in acknowledging who you are as a person and how you can kind of make your home work for you and make your systems work for you. And also just like relax into that and call it enough. When it gets to a point 
where it's no longer just like, mm, the mess is fine, it's manageable, it's just life. And then it gets to the point where, okay, it feels like clutter now in this corner of my home. Then I move into maintenance decluttering mode. I typically do tackle a room when it gets to feeling like that. But I would say once a year, maybe, I feel the need to just go, I'm, I'm going to approach every room that needs it. Like, as I think of what I'm about to embark on with my maintenance declutter, once I'm feeling better, I am probably going to touch almost every space in this house. Whether it needs it a lot or just a little bit, which most of it is just a little bit, it's going to get a little maintenance declutter here soon. Okay, I talked about that learning way longer than I needed to, but I just wanted to kind of let you in on the reflection of what I learned this year, what it looks like for me, and that learning might not apply to you because maybe your personality is totally different than mine. The way your brain works is totally different than mine. But I can imagine that there are many of you listening that might relate to this mindset shift or might benefit from this mindset shift of, I can call it good. I can call it enough. And I do think I did an episode similar to this a couple of months back because it was something I was learning at that point. And it's definitely been the biggest learning of the year to just live, exist in my home, and not feel like I constantly need to be pursuing less. Have you ever wondered why laundry detergent comes in these massive plastic jugs? They are super messy, they are hard to store, and 91% of that plastic actually doesn't get recycled. And I personally just really dislike how messy laundry detergent is. Luckily, I found a solution, EarthBreeze. EarthBreeze Eco Sheets. They look like a dryer sheet, but they actually replace laundry detergent. That gooey mess of a cup that we typically throw into our washing machine. Instead, you can use Eco Sheets, which are a pre-measured liquidless laundry detergent sheet. It dissolves in all wash cycles, hot or cold. You don't have to measure anything. It's not messy, it's not heavy, and there is no plastic jug. Their subscription is amazing. It is delivered with free carbon offset shipping right when you need it. You have full control to adjust, pause, or cancel the subscription without hidden fees or penalties. And I still get a powerful clean, which is the most important thing. EarthBreeze is tough on stains, it fights odors, and my clothes come out clean every time. With every purchase, EarthBreeze donates 10 loads of detergent to a charitable cause of your choice. I will say that using EarthBreeze sheets make it just a little bit easier to do a daily load of laundry. Join over 2 million Americans making a difference with EarthBreeze. If you're still not convinced, they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like it, you'll get a full refund. No questions asked, no return necessary. Right now, my listeners can subscribe to EarthBreeze and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash minimalish to get started. That's earthbreeze.com slash minimalish for 40% off. earthbreeze.com slash minimalish. I want to do a quick looking ahead segment. And the things I'm going to share in this looking ahead segment, I'm going to share just three things that you can look forward to on minimalish. And then I'm going to share a few of my goals this year and just how I'm doing goal setting this year specifically. Looking ahead to next year on Minimalish, a couple of things I want to tell you about that I'm excited about is one, 
we are going to do a series where I interview people that I know in real life. And I'm very excited about this. Um, we're going to do it once a quarter. So for this year, we'll see this four times a year unless it feels like something that we should do more by the end of the year. Likely you will hear this four times a year where I'm just going to choose someone in my life that I'm close to, has been impactful to me in some way. And we're going to chat about, maybe we'll talk about minimalism. Maybe it'll just be some area of living intentionally in some way. I'm also planning to revamp a couple of courses this year, so I won't give much more details on that because I'm still ironing them out, but you can just look for more minimalist resources throughout the year that I am very excited to bring to you. And then the last thing I am planning to do is I'm planning to do quarterly wrap-ups on the podcast. Now, I don't know yet if this will be like a full episode that I do or just a part of an episode, but I've been doing monthly wrap-ups for my email list, which has been a really fun thing. I've gotten a lot of good feedback about it. And you can kind of think of it maybe like this episode where I'll share some of the top episodes from the quarter and then top learnings. Just kind of a fun break in the typical way that things are done here on Minimalish. Just again, once a quarter towards the end of the quarter of each quarter. How many times did I say quarter? I'm just really excited about what's to come in 2024 with Minimalish. And I hope you are too. I hope you stick around. It's going to be fun. The last thing I want to do on today's episode is just share a couple of my goals that I am pursuing for 2024. So this year, I'm actually doing quarterly goal setting, which is one of the things I shared on the last episode of Minimalish, where I just shared some different ways that we can think about setting goals in our year. And so as I started goal setting for this first quarter, I came up with quite a few things because I don't know, maybe you can relate, maybe not. But at the beginning of the year, I like to reflect and think of all the things that I would like to change and all the things I'd like to revamp. And I usually come up with a decent sized list. And I know it's not realistic to pursue all of them in this quarter. But when I was setting goals for the first quarter, I just kind of listed out lots of things <laughs> that I want to work on throughout the year. And then I am kind of seeing how the first couple of weeks or so of the quarter pan out and what comes to the surface as I pursue these things, which ones stick. Because to me, that shows me what is actually most important to me right now in this first quarter of the year. I also got a goal planner this year. So I am planning daily based in my goals for the quarter, if that makes sense. And I'm also planning weekly and kind of picking and choosing which goals are most relevant, whether it's a habit I need to track or a goal that I'm working towards that week. One of the things that I am planning to do throughout the year is have one to two household goals that I'm working on per quarter. So like home management, revamp type of things. So the first quarter here, I am looking to simplify my meal planning and grocery shopping. And what I mean by that is I, I will say I feel like I have had a really good routine going for a couple of months and it felt really easy. But then as the holidays came around, I got off track. So I want to simplify it even more and I want to make it more systemized. I want to create kind of a master grocery list for myself and I'm planning on getting back to grocery shopping on the same specific day each week. So it just feels like a routine. It doesn't feel like I have to, something I have to think about so much like it has this past month or so. So with that said, that's the number one 
home management goal task whatever that I'm looking forward to working on this quarter and my hope is that it will be an easy one to tackle so if I tackle it quickly then the next one I'm going to deal with this quarter and the only two my top two the only two home management things that I'm worried about working on or routines that I'm revamping is my laundry and I don't know why I have not been able to get a laundry routine that works for me I've been working on it for a long time maybe it's because we moved our laundry is in a different place but I feel like it's been just life that laundry is always a struggle for me. So I am trying to get to the bottom of that. But it's not my first focus because I'm not going to focus on too many things at once. So once I get the grocery shopping thing down and the meal planning thing, then we'll move to the laundry. And in the meantime, I'm just going to kind of keep up the rhythm that I have, which is not a great rhythm, but <laughs> I'm just going to kind of plug away on that one and maybe try to make it a little bit better just naturally. Some other goals that I am working towards. I mentioned revamping some courses a little bit ago. So I am focusing in on one specific resource that I'm creating for Minimalish this quarter. It's a goal to hopefully get that done this quarter. I have some health habits that I have had in the past, but I want to just get more consistent with them now in this season of life. Um, specifically, like, eight to 10,000 steps a day in the winter. I want to make sure I'm keeping up with that. And four days a week of lifting weights because that's, I love lifting weights. That is just my workout of choice. And it used to be really easy to do it four days a week. We have a little home gym, so it was great. But ever since I was pregnant and now I am 20 plus months postpartum, it has been hard to get back to that four days a week. So that's just another one that I am working towards. I also have some goals or habits. I don't, whether, I don't even know whether to call these goals or habits, but related to my faith, I have a couple of habits that I'm trying to form and goals for the year. So the goal for the year is to read the New Testament in this year. I'm in the Christian faith. So planning on reading the New Testament of the Bible within this year. The Daily Grace Co. is the company that I am doing it through. They have like a Bible in the year podcasts and everything that they do and they are just reading through the new testament this year not like the whole bible so that felt doable to me that is a goal for the year and that requires me to read a chapter of the bible every day which does not feel too overwhelming so i'm very excited for that and then another kind of habit that i'm working on related to my faith is getting to church consistently because we have not been very consistent churchgoers since we added a second child to the family it has church can be hard for families with young kids, especially toddlers. So it has been a struggle. It is something that feels doable to get back to consistency with getting to church because it's meaningful and it is something that's important to us as a family. Those are the goals that I wanted to share. I have a few others, but I just figured I would share a few of them with you. At the end of January or the beginning of February, I'm going to do kind of like a refresh, a goals refresh episode where we are just going to come back to the idea of goal setting the goals we already set or maybe it's a better time for you to set goals and at that point i'm just going to share some updates on these specific goals that i shared today that is all i have for today's episode i hope that you have been able to listen to the goal episodes if goal setting is something you want to do whether you want to do it like in a very structured 
typical goal setting way or some other way. I have two episodes that talk about one that guides you through like reflective goal setting and then another one that is just full of a few ideas to goal set in different, less traditional ways. So I hope you've been able to listen to those if you do want to goal set too. I just think it's a great part of an intentional life to reflect and think about what we want to grow and change over the course of a new year. It of course does not have to be done this first week of January. It can be done at any time throughout the year. I think it's a great practice to be doing consistently, but I like to do it at the beginning of the year. So I hope you've enjoyed these episodes where we've talked about that. This episode was definitely different than my typical. So I hope you enjoyed the little wrap up and the learning that I shared. And I am just so glad you're here listening in as we start a new year together. And if you love the show, I would love it if you'd share it with a friend, share it wherever you like to share things on social media, wherever. Thank you for that. Thanks for listening in. And I will talk to you right back here again on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.